Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, baseball family. For those of you new to the show, we are here to raise money for the nonprofit organization Called Up, whose mission is to give disadvantaged young ballplayers the equipment they need to play the game we all love. We also want to unite communities by improving or rebuilding baseball facilities in areas suffering economic or environmental hardship. At this time, you can support by purchasing t-shirts and other baseball-related apparel and accessories from 9plusus.com. 10% of all these sales go to the cause. Again, that's 9plusus.com. The number 9, P-L-U-S-U-S dot com. 9plusus.com. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Baseball Together podcast brought to you by 9plusus. Playoff baseball! Playoff baseball! (laughs) Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, baseball family. We are here and we are so excited. As you know, it's it's Brig with Brad or Brad hey. with Brig. I don't know. Either way, what's that? <laughs> We're so excited and so pumped for playoff baseball. It's been a fun couple of days already. Had some wild finishes, some crazy things happening in games, and I can't wait to get into it. Dude, that intro was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do Hot that man. every time? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everybody's talking about his tight pants. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so we do have playoff baseball, but there is other news since the last time we recorded an episode, which, you know, like I like being able to do this like a little bit before the weekend that we do our thing, whatever. But man, last weekend with the season ending, it's like news. Boom, 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 boom. One after another. Managers got fired. Lots they were of canned. managers got fired. And you know why? Because Joe because Madden got fired. <laughs> yep, Joe Madden got fired by the Cubs. And you know, I actually heard something interesting before we get into everything else. I heard something interesting today. I was listening to a radio show and Tim Kirchin came on and he said it's the same reason every other manager gets fired. They just needed a fresh voice. His voice was stale in that clubhouse, and and they stopped listening to him, which yep. I think is interesting. He hasn't even been there that long, and they already stopped listening to him. Yeah, five years. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe he's one of those guys who just kind of wears guys out or just tells the same stories over and over again. Because I've heard that's what happens with Pete Carroll and, and the Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. Yeah, is that he always tells the same stories because he's used to coaching college, where it's you know new batch every couple of years. Right, a lot of turnover, yeah. Yeah, so players get sick of him really fast. Like, oh, yeah, we'll go win for a couple years, but I can't play for him long term. And I wonder if that's the same way Madden is. But Interesting. I don't know. I'd take th- I'd take five years of Madden in Seattle, honestly. Yeah, anywhere. If that's all I yeah. got, because you're guaranteed to make the playoffs almost. And Pretty much. And so far, 
guaranteed to make the World Series. So I mean, the guy's amazing. He is. He's a genius. He's a genius. So the question is, where does he end up? And the openings that have come up are amazing. We've got Clint Hurdle's been fired from the Pirates. Brad Asmus was let go from the Angels. Mickey Calloway left the Mets. Andy Green left the Padres. We're still waiting to hear, but there are some potential firings happening. Gabe Kapler might leave the Phillies. Scott mm-hmm. Service might leave the Mariners. That's still a little iffy. Um, Ned Yost retired, coaching the Royals. And Bruce Bocce also retired, managing the Giants. So, or Bocce. Sorry. Reading his name sucks. <laughs> I hate reading. <laughs> so, Bruce Bocce retired with San Francisco. Anyway, the point is, there's a lot of places that Joe Madden could end up. So, Brad and I both have an opinion about where Joe Madden will end up and we actually agree on this we do and i want to play something real quick this is from episode 15 our team shopping episode this is a conversation that i was having with quinn about this very matter at the time keep in mind we didn't know for sure that madden was going to be fired he hadn't been fired yet and it was just a rumor uh, so we were just talking about this rumor here it is but no i i i've got the brewers making the wild card so who's I think so somebody has to get knocked out who do you think is gonna lose the cubs yeah I'm going to say the Cubs. Joe Madden? Yeah, Joe Madden. Well, yeah, Joe Madden. I mean, I've read he's on the hot seat. I, I hope he is, and I hope they fire him, and I hope the Angels hire him as soon as he gets let go. <laughs> well, he does have ties to the I Angels. Know, that's why I love him so much. He he was their bench yeah. coach in 2002 when they won the World Series. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That whole coaching tree went uh, – so Bud Black was their pitching coach, and uh, Joe Madden was the bench coach, and then uh, – like Ron Renneke was like their third base coach, and now he's like, hey, anyway, that, that's a good, uh, that was a really good coaching staff, but I like yeah. Joe Madden a lot, so I hope they do fire him. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, who's who's coaching the Angels right now? Is it Brad Osmus? Yeah, which he seems fine, but I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, if, if Madden's on the market, I could see him like, sorry, dude, you gone. He... Okay, so Quinn said weeks ago, he hopes they do fire him so that he goes to the Angels. And at the time, you know, keep in mind, Brad Osmus, he was only with the Angels for one season. Right. Yes. Right? So it it didn't really seem realistic at the time for them to maybe even fire him. However, it turns out the Angels fired Brad Osmus <laughs> the day after, I believe. The day after Madden was yeah, fired. It was very quick. I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't. I don't know that they would have fired him after one season if they didn't have some kind of idea that Joe Madden was realistic to come in. Totally. Um, you know, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't know that there was somebody saying, "Hey, Joe wants to come back to Anaheim." You know, I'm not saying anything like that. But if they thought for any extent or any possibility that he would be coming back, I don't think they would have let Osmus go. And I've heard in the last few days that he is the front runner. Well, how could he not be? Well, yeah, but I think it's just a matter of if he wants to or not. It's not a matter of, I mean, obviously, since they don't have a manager, but I think it's just a matter of, do you want to come back to Anaheim? We'll pay you what you want with what you want. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, it all comes down to the history that he has with the team. Obviously, his dad was with the, the Angels, and, you know, most people, I think, know about the Angels cap that Joe Madden carries around with him and 
puts in the dugout during big games and things like that. It's really great storytelling. And so how could you possibly pass up a chance to carry on a legacy like this and to make something of a, a team that I think the whole country wants to root for and, and really enjoys for the most part it, and who has the best T the best player in baseball on the team. Like, can you imagine a world where one of the best managers in baseball, arguably the best, is coupled with the best player in baseball, and they build a team around them? Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, and I mean, you've got Otani. I mean, I always talk about Otani because I I like that guy. I like watching him. He's a great player, and he's going to be coming back next year. Full totally. Strength. You've got two two guys to build around. One, like you said, arguably. Um, more like probably yeah. <laughs> the best player in baseball. And then you've got a, a great player in Otani. Yeah. No, it's amazing. So it, it could be interesting to see what Joe Madden does there and, you know, give him two years maybe yeah. or so. And I could see them contending with the Legitimately Astros. contending. We can yeah. only hope. And so anyway, that's where Brad and I think he'll end up. That's where we hope he'll end up. And it's it's really fun to think mm-hmm. about. Well, I, I do feel like it's the place that makes the most sense. Pittsburgh doesn't make any sense to me. There, I don't see any reason why he would go to Pittsburgh. Right. Um, the Mets, I've heard the Mets are like, oh, we're going to get Madden. No, you're not going to get Madden. You, have no, you don't have, I mean, you have a good team. I'll give I'll give the Mets that. They've got a good team. But I don't feel like he has any ties there. There's no real reason for him to go there. I disagree. You know? I will, I, I will provide a dissenting opinion when it comes to the Mets. Okay. okay. Go for okay. it. What is it? There is nothing like New York. Right, we everybody knows that. That's true. And so, but it's the Mets. It's not the Yankees. I know, but talk about a stage, right? To to take the younger brother team, because that's how they're that's how the people feel about the Mets is that they're the younger brother of the Yankees. So take to take that team back to glory. Oh my gosh! Like really, what Joe Madden is doing, he's done building his resume, right? If you break the curse of the yeah. Cubs. You're it's over. You you can hang your hat up. So now he's doing it for mm-hmm. fun. Now it's for legacy. Now it's for family. Now it's for whatever else. These abstract concepts, and it has nothing to do with resume building. It has. It's all about love and fun and challenge and all this stuff. Because I don't even think it's about money for him anymore. So which which is right. arguably why he'll end up in Anaheim. But at the same time, you could argue that for. Philadelphia, and you could argue it for New York with the Mets. I'm just saying. You talk about it's yeah. kind of like when, um, um, oh, what's his name? I just lost his name. Anyway, I just that's what I think is going to happen. So we have we have we have Madden going to the Angels, yeah. right? I mean, the two of us. Okay. Um, one place that I mean. I would take, like I said, I would take Madden in Seattle in a heartbeat. But I don't think Scott Service is or should be on the hot seat. Um, for one, I don't think he is because he is Jerry Depoto's guy, right? Like they were both in the Angels organization together. They've been other places together. There, I mean, he hired him because he's he's his guy. He's who he wanted there, and he's very yeah. familiar with him. Um, and also because service or uh, Depoto was the one who tore that team apart at the beginning of the night, 2019 right. season. So he didn't expect service to win this season. Anybody who's like, Oh, service did a horrible job with that team this year. They started out hot and like, no, no, 
Jerry Depoto, while that was all going on, somebody said, are you going to make some deals at the trade deadline to take this team over the top? And he said, well, we'll see how we're doing at yeah, the trade deadline. He knew. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see how we're doing there. And if, and if we're still – I mean, I think his almost his exact words were, if we're still playing like this, we'll look into some deals. But right. he was not expecting it to hold up. Right. He was as shocked as, a, as the rest of the world at the way the Mariners started the season. Yeah, I remember so being shocked. So I don't shocked. think that Scott Service is a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so so I don't, think, I don't think Scott Service is on the hot seat. I think he understands – the situation there and understands what service is capable of because service helped put together actually the teams, uh, that roster in, in Texas that competed for the world series. That was a lot of service and Depoto together. Well, so it's great. If, if I remember right. So, so he knows what he's capable of. He knows that it wasn't his fault this year that things didn't pan. Okay. So good argument. We can, we can take him off the hot seat. And hoodles. So, Brig, you sent me, um, or I guess drew my attention to today, a headline that I actually had pop up on my phone right after you sent it to me about the Tomahawk Yeah, trial. The Athletic, as always, gets the scoop. And they reported that mm-hmm. rookie Cardinals, the Cardinals pitcher, he's a rookie pitcher, Ryan Helsley, um, is disappointed with the Braves' Tomahawk Chop tradition and if you've ever mm-hmm. seen a braves game you know that they do the chant comes over the loudspeaker and everybody chops with the tomahawk well during the first two playoff games of this season so far they do as they do and they issued everybody a foam tomahawk who walked into the mm-hmm. stadium and everybody's red tomahawks are going like crazy right i think it's yeah. a cool tradition I've been to SunTrust Park. I've done the tomahawk chop. It's infatuating. It really is a neat thing to get everybody Mm -hmm. doing it all at once. But Ryan Helsley is Cherokee. Comes from a long line of Cherokee. And even in the off-season, he teaches Cherokee language classes five days a week. Now, this is all reported by The Athletic. It is awesome. It's super cool. So here we have... And I quote The Athletic, a card-carrying Cherokee. That's what they said. And he says that while this tradition, the tomahawk chop, is not necessarily infuriating, it doesn't necessarily anger them, it is disappointing. He says it's disappointing that this type of thing is being celebrated and, um, and used to in a professional sport and then you and I, when we were talking, we you know we touched on cultural appropriation, which is a big hot button topic all the time now. And what do you think of this, Brad? Yeah. What do, what are your thoughts? Um, I can I can see exactly where he's coming from. I can see why he would consider it um, disappointing. And the one the headline that I saw said he says it's disrespectful, and I can totally see that too, because to me, if the whole thing feels like you're just playing up to a stereotype right sure um because who knows if that war chant is an actual native american song that was played before war and i highly doubt that the chop itself was anything anybody's ever done it was almost like oh is what indian you know <laughs> like that's yeah, what it feels yeah. like you know yeah it feels like do you remember the old f troop bit 
where they uh, they go around a circle and they're how how yeah. how how yeah and so everybody greeted each other as if they were you know that was kind of like the joke that if you were to greet somebody or Native American you'd say right. how but that's not a thing it's not not even close yeah yeah super so wrong that's what actually it, <laughs> yeah that's what it feels like with the tomahawk chop kind of right kind of same thing. That's that's always the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of that. I'm like, yeah, it's fun, it's fun to do, but at the same time, it's not an actual representation of anything. That's true, and and thereby, you know, my argument that if it's not an actual representation of anything, I can mm-hmm. see why they would be disappointed, but not angry. Yes, yes exactly. Because it's more, not. They probably more just feel like they look like, like it's just kind of a stupid thing. Right. It's and, and exactly. I can see disappointment coming in. This is what they think of us. Right, you know, like that's that's where I can see the disappointment coming from. And okay, why, why it's disrespectful? So I'm German, right? My whole family's very German, and on my dad's okay. side, and we get, uh, you know, growing up, I I heard I ran into a lot of stuff about Nazi this and Kraut that and things, you know, that was that had nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. but because I had a Ger- I have a German last name, and I was very German. Um, I was really interested in the German culture when I was younger and things like that. And I thought, you know, uh-huh. whatever, <laughs> like what yeah. I wasn't offended. Now, obviously it's different for Ryan Helsley and his family. They, you know, they're still entrenched in their culture and they should be. I think yeah. I celebrate that. I think that's wonderful. I am not, I'm further removed. So mm. I don't really have quite the grasp on it. Um, but it, I, you know, it does. The German thing doesn't bother me ever, and mm-hmm. I wonder. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad example. I don't know. But well, how about this? Do you know where the tomahawk chop comes from? You mean in the brave, in like the Atlanta Braves culture? Yeah, and the like in the yeah from the Atlanta Braves. Do you know where they got it? I don't know actually. Um, Deion Sanders. He played at Florida State. Get out State. of here. True story. He played at Florida State. And uh, when he got there, when he got to the Braves in 1991, he's like, hey, how about this? And the war chant has been a Florida State fixture for ever. Oh. Um, I mean, I was reading Forever, this article decades. on Slate.com, and it says it was in like the 40s, I think, when they started using it. And so he's like, hey, how right. about we do this? It was a pretty cool thing when I was playing football at Florida State. Uh, why don't we implement it? And so in the 1991 season, when Deion Sanders got there, they started doing the job. And and I think the reason it's gained wow. so much popularity is because the Braves were good. If the Braves hadn't been any good at that time and not making those World Series runs, oh. then it wouldn't. It probably yeah. wouldn't have stuck around. Totally. You yeah, know, totally it may have just been a flash in the pan thing and not really picked up, but since they were so good at the time and people like you and I <clears> – <throat> And people like you and I were watching the Braves, and now that we've grown up, the people who are running the organization kind of grew up with that, right? That's I think that's why yeah. it's stuck yep. around and has been so persistent. So, I mean, that makes sense. But if we're going to take the tomahawk chop war chant thing out of baseball, out of SunTrust Park, do, do we have to remove the tomahawk from the logo and everything? Uh, I don't think so because it is um, – and that was the other th- actually the other thing that I read in this article is that it it's well you know I take that back because one of the things that it said in this article on slate.com was that the tomahawk was actually kind of like a sacred item 
and like colonial totally times. Totally is sacred. Native Americans. So yeah, I would think that that would be yeah, the same well, thing. Yeah, well, and way even way though before that's like then, the coolest yeah, hat in sure. baseball. But yeah, yeah, it is one of the coolest. Yeah, yeah, I love the hat, but man, yeah, I, I would think probably so. But it's it's one of those interesting things because that's that's almost now that I'm thinking about it and reading this and that I read this stuff and we talk about it more. That might be more offensive than the uh, than the chop itself. The chop itself with the hand gesture. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, and I don't know where the line, co- like where is the line between disappointment and anger and where is mm-hmm. the point between c- cultural appropriation and tradition, right? And I know that people are going to say, well, it's whose tradition, right? I got it. I understand. Yeah. But at the same time, these guys have been the Braves in multiple cities over over decades, over hundred years, like over a hundred years. So, like, I don't know. I just don't know what the right answer is. And maybe there's not a right answer, and that's the problem. Yeah. But can you ever can you fathom a world where the? And I feel so insensitive saying everything I'm saying. By the way, let me just absolve <laughs> myself really quickly. But can you imagine a world where? the Atlanta baseball team is named anything but the Braves. Well, and, and how about this? This is kind of where I come from with all, all of this stuff, anything along those lines. What's the line between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation? Totally. Right? That's something that, yes. that's something that I've always wondered about. Like, no, I'm not like, it, it's not necessarily an appropriation thing. It's, it could be an appreciation thing. You know, like, the Washington football team. Well, you brought that up is, the Utah Utes last time. Yeah, and and I feel like the Washington football team. That's just a straight up racist thing. When I asked my dad what that meant, he's like, "Oh, it's a racial slur for a Native American." I was like, "Oh, geez, why are they allowed to keep that?" You know, that's a whole different ball game. But yeah. something with you know, the tomahawk chop coming from Florida State, that could be a cultural appreciation thing because they're the Seminoles, and they which are the is probably yep. the same thing along the lines of the Utes. You know, I don't know, I don't know. It's all very. I don't know Nuanced either. and complicated, I feel like. Well, we'd like to hear from the listeners. What do you guys think? Do you think that that the Atlanta Braves, their use of the tomahawk, both in the logo and on the field with the war chant, do you think that that's cultural appropriation? Do you think it's right or wrong? Do you think that uh, it's an appreciative thing? Do you think it's being exploited? What do you think? Where Where do you stand? Let us know in the comments um and let us know in the vip group on facebook and we'd love to talk about it yeah for sure we want to hear what you guys think in the meantime let's go ahead and take a break and we'll come back and talk about the playoffs the playoffs hey babe i'm headed to concessions do you want me to grab you something yeah anything whatever you're getting okay i saw a burger i'll probably grab that Mm, no that doesn't sound good okay i think there's barbecue probably some nachos I don't think I want either of those either. Um, but just get me anything. What do you want? Uh, I saw a hot dog earlier. Okay, I can do that. Well, no. Couples may quarrel, but baseball is for lovers. Shop the Lovers Collection at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We are now going to talk about the playoffs. <laughs> First, yeah. let's get into the wild card games. 
and I just squeak. So first, let's get into the wild card games. We are going to talk about, let's just talk about the A's and Rays for a minute, because I think that'll go pretty quickly. Yeah, it will. Um, I feel I like mean, that game was... Go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like that game was about as boring as we expected it to be. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, the Rays and... pretty much dominated the whole time. I will say this. I did, I did think it was funny the way that it started out, because... Um, when uh, when Yonder Diaz, Yon, Yonder Diaz led off the game with that home run, I was like, oh my gosh, the A's are going to win this game with a final <laughs> of four to three. <laughs> yeah, you did. You texted me and you're like, dude, is like this going to happen? all over again. <laughs> I know. Because of the game the night before with the Nationals and the Brew Crew, which we really should spend more time talking about. <laughs> we should, because they put the wild in wild card. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah, they really fantastic. did. Fantastic. Start to finish, it was epic. Yeah, it was. I mean, that's the thing about playoff baseball is it's totally different, right? Like, if that game had happened in the regular season, we'd be like, oh, dang, that was a crazy finish. But because of the stakes in that one game playoff, I don't care yep. what anybody says. I know that people especially Brewers fans, like, oh, you know what they did for over the course of 162 games? They they deserve another chance. Like, no, you wouldn't have been saying that had the Nationals lost that game. And right. win your division. If you win your division, you don't have to play the one-game elimination. That's right. So there's some incentive for you to win your division. So I'm sorry, Brewers fans. I was pulling for you. I wanted, to, wanted you to win the game. But let's get into it. So I agree. I wanted the Brew Crew to win. Pretty mm-hmm. bad, actually. But yeah. they they couldn't pull it off. And it comes down to two things. Two things. Uh-huh. The first one was Trent Grisham's error, which he'll never live down. No. The second He's one. Bill Buckner. Yeah. <laughs> the poor guy. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> but you're right. He, yes. And then... The number one reason that the Brew Crew lost was, drumroll please, small ball. They didn't that's play right. small ball. Yep, that's right. Reliant too much on the home run. The Nats, when it came down to it, came down to brass tacks at the very end of the game. Small ball, baby. That's right. Small We've ball. been saying it all season. That's how mm-hmm. it goes. That's how you win championships. That's right. Yep, exactly. That is exactly right. Well, and how many runs did they score in the ninth inning? So they scored th- the the Nats scored three runs in the bottom of the eighth on that one play because the bases. Yep. I mean, obviously the bases were loaded, and this is kind of how it went out. I've got it right here. Are you ready? How that inning went down? Yep. So Robles struck out. Um, then you've got Taylor came in to pinch hit for Strasburg because you're not going to let your pitcher hit in that situation. Oh, for sure. Um, he was hit by pitch. Trey Turner struck out. Ryan Zimmerman, who they had brought out of the dugout several times to pinch hit through the course of the game, finally came in to pitch hit for Eaton. He singled to center. Taylor went to third, and then they brought in Stevenson to pinch hit for Zimmer or uh, pinch run. Sorry for Zimmerman because all that's all they wanted him to do was get out there and get on base or at least or yeah. do something, you know. And then Rendon walked. Anthony Rendon walked to load the bases. And this is the thing, too. Over the course of this whole thing, uh, Josh Hader 
was wild. The dude could not find the oh. zone. And he was even getting help from the umpires. Up and down, they were he helping was. him out a little bit. And he still was walking guys and hitting. So he he didn't help things at all with the way he was no, pitching. it was crazy. And then you have Juan Soto goes out there, and he's he's a lefty. So let's get into this a little bit. So he hit that ball out to right field. And, um, and Grisham, like, you know... On the broadcast, they were saying, "Can we get another angle? Because that might have taken, might have taken a weird hop. Might have, there might have been a hop that kind of bounced away from." But watching the way he approached that ball, I feel like it was his angle. Like I know he was trying to cut the angle and get in on it faster, but he didn't bubble around and come at it straight on. No, and he had his he had his glove out to the side. He wasn't he wasn't in front of it. So, yep. just him misplaying that ball, you know, got right by him. Three runs scored and. And Soto got in a rundown and was celebrating as he got tagged out. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> that was so funny. It was so funny. Oh man, it was it was but, perfect, man. It was awesome. It was fantastic because that game was all Brewers up to that point, all yeah. Brewers. And then, did you see the fans in Washington? When I those did. Runs came around. That place must have been electric. That would have been so much fun to beer getting thrown everywhere like at soccer games and stuff. <laughs> Everybody was going wild. That looked like oh, so much man. fun. It's like, man, life must be good as a Nats fan right now. And then Daniel Hudson came in and closed it out. So Pretty exciting, man. Pretty legit win for the Nats. And then congratulations, you get to go face the Dodgers and lose game one, six to two. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's exactly right. Which is what we expected would happen. It is. It is. And really, oh, sorry, not I even think... six to six to zero. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, six Just to zero. And it doesn't. Doubt. I knew. I didn't think it. Anybody is surprised. I knew it wouldn't matter, right? Like, right. yeah. But I thought the Brew Crew would at least provide a more compelling series against the Dodgers than um, the than Nats will. Will yeah. you know? And I still believe that, but. I'm proud of them for winning on small ball. I think that's how it should be done. So Yeah, me too. And I and I think that's what it should come down to in the playoffs. You know, it shouldn't be like, We have bigger muscles than you. We hit home, more home runs. Yep. You know, it the game kinda has to be spread out a little bit in the postseason if you're gonna win. And I, I feel like so that's the way it should be. Which um, is why and we're gonna jump around a little bit on this comment, but which is why the Yanks twins game going on right now that we're not going to talk about because shut up and leave me alone <laughs> just going to cover it really quick because i feel like i have to that's why the yankees twins series is going to be so exciting because they hit homers like crazy both teams and yeah. i don't know if any small ball will get played i don't know you know the first team to play small ball in that series is going to win that's right that's exactly what I it'll think that's be. it's going to come down to is, is whichever manager breaks and says yeah i know you can hit a home run right here but let's lay down a bunt Lay down a bunt, just bloop one into second or over the second baseman's head. Maybe just try to beat the shift instead of hitting See? over it. Yes. Yeah. Gosh. Steal a freaking base. Yeah, I feel strongly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who was it that stole a base when you texted me the other day? Because I, I oh. wasn't watching at the time. I don't remember. What team? What team? But you, you know what's the funny team? is the first team, the first thing I texted. Was it the Rays? Because it was A's and Rays game, wasn't it? Oh, it was the Rays. Yeah, it was the Rays. And the first thing I texted Brad was Taco Bell, (laughs) (laughs) which means 
But those fools have done some killer branding, right? Like, <laughs> seriously, yeah. I wasn't I even watching it. I knew what happened. <laughs> Brad had to remind me that it has to yes. be in the World Series, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> I still matter. thought about having Taco Bell, and now you all will think about having Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe we can get a Taco Bell sponsorship and get as many tacos and nachos as we want. Tacos and bang. I could live with yeah. that. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will say I'm not drinking a bang this time, though, because um, I've had two today already. So, Oh, my. You've had two today? <laughs> two. <laughs> oh, wow. You're a glutton. <laughs> They're That's just some so high-quality punishment. And I was so stinking tired. So <laughs> I had two bangs today. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any. I don't know. Oh, man, I did I have one that. yesterday, though. <laughs> I don't know what a day without a bang is like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else at work drinks coffee, and I'm a child, and like my cotton candy favored flavored bang. <laughs> You're stuck in the <laughs> yummy phase. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> they are yummy. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> All right, so the last uh, the last series we got to talk about is the Cardinals Braves, um, and there's kind of a lot to unpack here. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like that's well, the most we, evenly matched series in it is the entire playoffs right now. It is, and they gave up game one. Um, I should say the Braves gave up, the Braves got my vote. That's why I say they, but um, the Cards won game one last night. Yeah, and that was a heck and, of a finish. There was, was seven runs scored in the ninth inning. Seriously, it was amazing. Yeah, that was a fantastic game. Um, but Brad, you're gonna have to tell us how the game's going tonight because I'm not gonna check any of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so as we sit here, I recorded um, the Yankee on... game, so we're not. I'm not looking at anything. So Friday night, the Braves, the Braves came back and tied up the series. They beat the Cards three to zero. Yes. And to be completely honest with you. Um, with the way that those first two games have gone, I think the Braves are going to win this one. Yeah. Um, they do seem like they're better put together for the situation. And, and it might just be the matchup. You know, they might just have the edge matchup wise against the Cardinals. But there was something that happened in that game last night that I do want to talk about as far as Acuna. Yeah, totally. Acuna Jr. again was not hustling out of the batter's box and a ball that he thought was gone hit the wall and it was another long single. Yep. Another long single and held his bat. Took a peek. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, my high school coach used to tell us, you know, I remember every year, the first day of practices, where do you, uh, how do you get doubles? And it was always, Oh, hit the ball in the cap. Hit the ball. You know, he's like, Oh no, it was, where do you get doubles? That's what it was. Where do you get doubles? uh, The gap defense, you know, he says, no, your first step out of the batter's box your first step out of the batter's box determines if you're going to get a double or a single it's like if you are busting out of that batter's box you can turn a single into a double but if you're walking it's singles all day for you you will have to hit the ball to the fence to get a double so i don't know i feel like the same thing applies at the big league level and acuna just needs to figure it out or he's gonna have a whole lot of singles on his record when he could have a bunch more doubles Listen, this is not the first time he's been accused of and properly accused of loafing a little bit out of the batter's box. Mm-hmm. He was benched yep. a couple of weeks ago for the same lack of hustle. Yeah. 
Yeah, and um, it, he's not going to get benched this time because of the playoffs. Yeah, but we we all hoped he'd learned his lesson the first time, but apparently maybe not. Yeah, you would think so. You would think that he had. But Snitker, he was saying, Brian Snitker, the, the Braves manager, he was saying, oh, we're not going to sit him down this time because we're a little bit shorthanded. It's like, no, you're not going to sit him down this time because you need him. Yeah, yeah, you got to have that guy. <laughs> You've got to have him fine. in the lineup if you're going to beat the cards. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. The playoff baseball is different. Totally. But I, I do hope, and, you know, this is the other thing, too, is the guys in the clubhouse were calling him out to the media, which I don't think is okay. Yep. They should have maybe kind of sat him down, had a little bit of kangaroo court, and said, yep. we're fining you this much for not hustling out of the box, and this is going into our dinner fund or whatever, you know? Totally. So, um, yeah, I I think that they should have just taken care of it in-house, and hopefully them calling him out to the media will help as much as I don't like it. I hope it does help because he's way too talented to be walking out of the box on doubles. He's got oh, he's got the sure. speed for doubles too. Totally. That if it comes down to him not hustling out and getting and standing on second base and they end up and he gets stranded on second or third or whatever because he didn't start out on second and they end up losing, that's gonna come back. Yeah. Hard. Yep. Hard. Yeah. So. I totally agree. Yeah, for first and second base is a world of a difference. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they call it scoring <laughs> position for a reason. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird to say that you know if you're on first base, you maybe you can make it to third, but if you're on second, you're scoring on a single pretty much. Yeah, it's it so. is crazy, but that's how it works. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that I don't know. It made me mad. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm and. More than anything, it just kind of bugs me, you know that. And I know he wants to wants to pimp a home run, but you don't want to pimp one that's just barely getting over the fence anyway. Nope. Right? Well, you remember <laughs> that article I wrote for you a couple of years ago about how to home run like a like a punk B. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I do remember with that. Yasiel Puig standing yeah, in the box during... for like twelve years or whatever it was. Yeah, I think it was during the playoffs, wasn't it? It was, and I hate it. I hate it when weird. guys do that. <laughs> I still hate it. You could flip your bat now. Like, I've changed. I've moved yeah, on. You've come a long way. I'll tell everybody he's come a long way on the bat flip. That's for sure. <laughs> because he was not a fan. We would have arguments through text message about bat flips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hours and hours of arguing. <laughs> through the course and of Griffey the game. Griffey Jr. There's another changed one. my I mind. Know, it was fantastic. <laughs> Who did? Ken Giffrey Jr. changed my mind. It was oh, yeah, because campaign. the way he strode out of the batter's box. But if you're going to stand there and take a peek, it better be, like, clear in the second deck. You know what I mean? And we all need to know that it's going to land on Mars. Otherwise, you need to be hustling your butt out of the, out of the box. I'd say give him 30 rows. 30 rows deep. That's fine. Okay. Because you know it's gone at 30 rows. Listen. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Mars, thirty rows, whatever. It's, it's, yeah, might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like, if uh, you better know that 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 sucker's out of here, right? It's the yeah. same in Fenway. Yeah. Guys hit guys hit home run potential home runs into left field, and it bounces off the top of that stupid wall, right? <laughs> and you're like, oh <laughs> no, left field plays it off the carom. All of a sudden, you're you're stuck at first base, <laughs> or or you're toast at second, yeah. or you're toast at second. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can I just say something about the Green Monster real quick? Sure. 
I think it looks cool, but it is funny to me. It's always been funny to me that the green monster is farther than it is to the right field foul pole at Fenway. Have you noticed that? I thought right field, that power alley was was farther away. So, so the, the green monster is like 310, 315, something like that. Yeah. And it's like three and a little bit of change down the right field line. 302. You're right. It's 302 to the right yeah. field line. And the left field line is 310. I just checked. Yeah, yeah, there it is. I've always thought that was really funny. There's that dinky wall in right field, but then in left, you've got the monster. And that dinky wall in right field extends at its furthest point between 380 and 383. <laughs> it does, yeah, because it goes out pretty fast. Yeah. But it's always been funny to me that the, that the foul pole is so shallow. Yeah, you're right. Because you can miss pole. a ball and wrap it around that foul pole. That pesky pole. High schoolers can miss balls and wrap it around that foul pole, for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a, a Fenway nuance anyway, that I always thought was funny. But it's only, you know, the... The monster's 37 feet tall or something like that, right? Yeah, they just now I have they, to look. they raised it up a couple of years ago. So I want to say it's like 35 now. Maybe 32. All right, I'm, I don't remember the exact height. 37.2. <clears throat> yeah, 37.2. Nice. There yeah. you go. The reason Fenway cool. is so cool is because Fenway is cool. There you go. Um, it's true, but the Fenway other is just the cool. other thing is the the local minor 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 is not a word. The <laughs> my <laughs> local minor league club, Class A Greenville, uh, they've mm-hmm. modeled the green monster in left field as well. It's not quite as tall, and it's not quite as far away, but uh, or it's a little further away, but it's. We have a green monster there as well, so it's fun to talk about. You know, I do wonder, though, you mentioning that, I do wonder, because I know they have Fenway South, right, at spring training yeah, um, yep. in Florida. So I wonder if if the Red Sox, top to bottom in their minor league system, requires to have some kind of large wall in left field so that uh. outfielders coming up can learn how to play the ball off of a tall wall. Hey. Something to look into, I think. Yep. Well, we will report back, and if you – Red Sox fans out there want to talk to I'll ask Mike. I'll ask Mike Farns. He'll know. There you go. Yeah. He'll know. There you go. Yeah, I I just, I just think that is something that would be smart for them to do and also very cool of them to do. Uh, I think you're right. And I'm all of a sudden on board. <laughs> Sweet. And if they didn't, maybe they should. Here you go, Red Sox. That's not how that works. It's, it should be. So now we need Bang, Taco Bell, and the Red Sox. Yeah. Oh, and maybe a little bit of little bit of lettuce thrown our way from the Red Sox. I don't know. The lettuce wouldn't hurt anybody. Exactly. <laughs> we could put it on our tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. And on that note. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Was there anything else you want to talk about with the playoffs? Nope. Just excited. Yeah. I know, and it's killing me that I can't tell you what's going on in the Yankees game right now. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <sighs> Is it good? <laughs> I just want to see her make noises just to frustrate you. <laughs> Ooh, boy. I'm, uh, looking at, I'm looking at how how it's gone down so far. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah, oh, my gosh. So, listen, <laughs> what's interesting, <laughs> you, you would. 
What's interesting <laughs> is the roster, the the 25-man roster that they just released for the Yankees because with the next man up problem, you know, or blessing, whatever you want to yeah. call it, that they've been having, right? there's a lot of guys that have been left off that list who have been just key, just super clutch, inter- integral well, I did players. see that Sabathia is not on it. He's not. Yeah, Sabathia's not. Talkman's not there. Mike Ford's not there for this series. So it's interesting. Um, that would be some really hard managerial decision-making. Yes. I don't yeah. know. But looking at their roster they do have now, I don't think that they're going to have any issues. No. Looking at who they have playing tonight. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I think they're in a pretty good place. I just so. think that... I just think it would be hard to choose, you know, these people who've been just killer, uh, literally killer, yeah. over the yeah. last couple of months, in and out. I don't know. That would be hard place to be. Yeah, and the hard thing is, though, is that, like, some of these guys coming back haven't had a whole lot of rehab time. You know, like, yeah, I know. do you mind me telling you who's in the lineup tonight? Or you probably already know. I already know. You can You can say it, yeah. Okay, so... So Gary Sanchez is in the lineup, and this is what his first game back since his injury. Uh, is that right? First could be his first game back. I can't look. You have to look. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I game can't. Log. I'm not allowed to look. Um, so he played. No, he played two games. He played the last two games of the season, or two okay, of the last like three games of the season. That's what I thought, but, but he sure. went one for six against the Rangers in those games. So it's not like he's really had a whole lot of time especially yeah. with the timing of his injury he he wasn't able to do a minor league rehab game so you got that but i will say this you've got gregorius batting eighth in the lineup yep i, th- I think you're okay yeah i think i think you're gonna be all right yeah i think so there. too did they start stanton i think they did yes. right yeah he started and left oh, see that's that's weird to me, but whatever. I don't make the decisions. What was his injury again? Uh, Which one? Bice- right. Yeah, yeah. Bicep at one point, and then... Oh, it got too big. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's so jacked. He is so jacked. Anywho, tell us what you think of the playoffs so far. Um, tell us what you've seen, some things that you liked, some things you thought, thought were interesting, some crazy things we talked about that... Those uh, wild card games, the one that was fantastic, and I anticipate that there are going to be a lot more games that are really good, especially like we talked about the Twins and Yankees. Yeah, oof, oof, man, shut up, you. Turn that on right now. You stop it right now. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to turn it on right now. Oh man, <laughs> I've got it recorded. I'm headed downstairs right now. I'm leaving. I'm out. I yeah, can't do this anymore. All right, I'll plug everything you have. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Brig is gone, so don't forget to stop by the shop. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> but seriously, though, stop by the shop and check out some of the stuff that we have there. We have some awesome baseball shirts, hats, pillows, mugs. There's a sticker on there right now, right? Yep. Sure yeah, is. Probably be, probably be getting some more soon. I would think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So pretty much anything you need. If you have any ideas of things that you would like to see, let us know. We'll see what we can do. Coming and... out with the uh, hoodies and stuff like that the, for the winter months soon. Oh, got to get me a hoodie. 
and get me a hoodie. Oh, yeah. It'd be fantastic. You know you want to be snuggling that hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So get your hoodie when it comes out. And also <laughs> stop by BaseballTogether.com and check out some of the stuff we have there. Um, you can also you can always find the podcast there. So if you're having a hard time with any of your apps or um, or Podbean, anything like that, you can always go by BaseballTogether.com. We have the podcast right there available for you under the podcast button on the navigation. Um, and was there anything else? No, man, that's it. Just don't forget to like and subscribe and all that stuff. You know, all Rate the stuff. Rate and review. Let us know how we're doing. <laughs> and if there is any topic you would like us to cover over the coming months um, during the off season, we have a plan of what we want to do, but we have no problem inserting your topics in there. Yeah, we uh, love let that. Know. Let us know something you want to hear about. We have a mailbag submission form, too. Yes, there is a mailbag submission form on BaseballTogether.com, so you can send us your mailbag questions, comments, snide remarks, whatever you want to send Yep. to let us know. Snide remarks, please. And baseball family, we will catch you next week. Music